You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high vibe combos. Always dogma free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce. But for now, here's your host, Bix. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of New Age Hipster Radio. Today on the show, we have a special guest. We have Brandy Walker with us, and Brandy is a writer and a podcaster. She is halfway through grad school working to become a licensed clinical social worker. By day, Brandy holds down an internship as a guidance counsellor. She also loves all things grounded in wisdom and weird, and she delves into many of these spiritual concepts on her own podcast, Throwing Light. Welcome to the show, Brandy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here. I think we're going to... I don't know exactly what we're going to talk about today, but I feel like we have a lot of different things that we could, we could talk about. Um, but one thing that I'm really, really curious about is I feel like you're doing so many different things. And I remember when you started your podcast and you shared it on, um, on some of the groups and it felt really exciting because it was like, here's somebody who has this idea <laughs> for a podcast like, you know what, I really want to make a podcast. And then you just like kind of made it happen. And I know for me, sometimes I get these downloads and I think this is something that happens for many of us. We get these ideas and we get these downloads, like I should go to grad school or I should start a podcast or I should do this or I should do that. And for a lot of us, it's like very difficult to get from that point to actually making that stuff happen. And I feel like with the stuff that you're doing, I feel like you kind of cracked that a little bit. And I'm really curious about how you do this like what's I don't know what's your process like how do you feel about this idea of kind of getting this guidance and then being able to kind of like make things happen for your for your life is that a big question (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny that you say that because I mean I I think it's I I think it's cool that it it looks that way um from the you know from (laughs) <laughs> I guess my, my perspective, I had been um, actively working and wanting to start a YouTube uh, channel for two years prior to that. And I, and I just, and I kept talking about it and I kept, you know, like pumping myself up and then I never did it. And the fall of the year, so I started the podcast in January, um, the fall of the year prior, so 2015. I got this um, download, I guess, for for this podcast, and I was like, you know, I could do this. Like, this 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 might maybe the the idea is shifting, and maybe the reason that the um, YouTube channel didn't work out was because this is it, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I had, but I had beat myself up for like a year and a half up until that point of like I'm, you know, wanting to do this and I'm not doing it, and um, and and so I felt really passionate, like, okay, I'm going to do this. If I'm, if I'm going to, if, if this is it, if I feel like this is it, then I'm, then I'm just going to go for it. And maybe it, maybe it won't be any good, but I'm still going to try. Yeah. It's so interesting, isn't it? Like how people's perceptions of, like, of what you're doing can be slightly different to what's actually going on um, under the surface. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's interesting how you had that had that nudge for for YouTube because um, I was actually just talking to a client the other day who was who was saying the same thing. Like they had this nudge to like start YouTube, and they were like, oh, "Do I have to do that? Like, is that really the way that I is going to be best for me to do this work?" Um, there's something kind of like I don't know, something really challenging about the idea of making a video and putting yourself out there whereas I like I personally feel like podcasts are so much easier than video yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. well and um I think I think that I think there's the quality piece and that's not like I'm a I'm a content-minded person like I like um the what I'm creating but I don't necessarily um, I'm not necessarily an expert on like how to make it really, really good. And I was just really kind of overwhelmed by the idea of video and how do I do that in a way that 
I, I can do that. <laughs> like, and, and put out and put it out consistently. Right. So like, that's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The consistency. Um, it's really funny though, cause I talk to so many people who, um, who kind of say like one of their big blocks to, to YouTube is, well, I don't have a good camera or I don't have any equipment or whatever, but I've always just used my phone for my mm. YouTube channel. It's only been like the last few videos where I've had a proper camera. Um, wow. Yeah. And people, I don't think people notice. Yeah. Like, nobody's ever said to me, well, occasionally I've got comments about this is really low quality. Um, mm. But very rarely, like most people are just like, you know, oh, this was, this was useful reading or this was useful information. Um, I yeah. think so many of us get caught up, right. In like what it's supposed to look like. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But on a podcast, you don't have to worry about any of that anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So you've got a microphone that kind of works. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. So what actually, like, what prompted you to start the podcast? Um, I, so, I, like, um, we were talking about uh, this a little bit before we started recording, but I'm really interested in making the I guess, quote unquote, woo woo spiritual stuff, um, accessible mm -hmm. to folks who, um, may not be interested or, or may not think that it's relevant to them because I feel like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to vandalize. I'm not trying to like, <laughs> get anybody on, on this, this boat necessarily. But I think that, um, I think that, uh, I think that it's relevant and, and I, you know, I think that, um, there, uh, you know, what, whatever it is for you. And I don't think you have to like be interested in all of it. Um, but I think that, um, I think that, you know, whether you call it the universe or God or your spirit guides, you know, I think forces that are bigger than us are communicating with us all the time and, and helping us out and, and as collectively and um, individually. Um, and I think that we would be wise to listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I mean, and, you know, I think I'm also very interested in the social, social justice and, um, um, mental health, obviously. Um, and I, and I wanted a platform where I could kind of bring all of it together. And because I think it's all, um, I think it's, it, you know, it's all, it's all relevant. Like when, whether we're talking about our mental health, um, or our spiritual health or, or our physical health, like, um, they're all connected. Um, and, and then when you look at like the social justice piece and like the collective and, I, I think that we are all connected and uh so yeah I mean I guess um I just wanted a place where I could uh talk about that stuff and do it in a way that was concise and sort of had a you know where I wasn't just rambling <laughs> on <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a good ramble. That's true. That's true. I do it all the time. My whole business is based on it. Um, yeah, I love listening to your podcast. So, um, like, I haven't listened to every single episode of yours, but I have kind of like popped in and out and caught some of your episodes along the way. Um, and I really like how you do how you do that. I really like how it's not it's not super woo woo. Like, you're not talking about um, like you know, being a star seed or like all of this stuff that is a little yeah. bit, um, it's not accessible for everybody. Like even I find even in, uh, in my readings, when somebody comes to me for a soul reading, there are things that even though this person sits down and they're like, okay, I'm here to talk about my spiritual path, my spiritual journey, my past lives, you know, X, Y, Z. There are still some things that if you, if you talk about star seeds or you talk about being from another planet, some people are still like, what <laughs> like what are you what is this now um and so when people are even kind of like um further down the path than that like people who are kind of 
uh, I think there's a lot of people out there at the moment who are really into like the wellness stuff and the mindfulness stuff. And mm. that's really exciting and really cool. But it's like, how do you then kind of start to talk about some of these other things that are maybe not being talked about in like the yoga community, but yeah, we're talking about them over here in the spiritual community. It's like, oh, some of this stuff might be really useful for you. So how do you, how do you kind of do that? How do you, how do you make that work? Like, how do you make, um, how do you talk about the woo stuff without making people go, what? Thanks. Like, what is this now? <laughs> what do you think is the best way to do that? Like, how do you do it? And how would you kind of suggest to other people who, feel like yeah I want to start talking about this more like what are some good ways that we could maybe start doing that without freaking everyone out yeah (laughs) I think for me just personally I think my evolution was super slow Mm. um so I you know I started um I started thinking and talking and, and learning about manifesting like several years ago um 2000 12, 2013, and I was really compelled by the idea. But I also had, like me personally, a lot of um, kind of religious baggage where I was afraid to, to talk about, I was afraid to even, to, to even like really investigate it because I was afraid that like, like I had, I had some, some work to do because I was like afraid God would smite me. <laughs> like, um, and, and then I slowly started getting into like, bits and pieces would come up and, and, and honestly, a lot of it was listening to you um, and just being really compelled by the concepts and things that you were talking about, even though I didn't understand all of them. Um, and then last August, so about a year ago, I had, um, it was called a psychic aura reading with a friend of mine and it just kind of blew the doors wide open for me. And so it wasn't until then that I began, began to think like, how do I, how do I integrate this into my life and how do I share it with other people? So when you look at my podcast, there's not a lot of, I don't, I don't go to weird places very often. (laughs) That's coming in season two. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Um, but I was, it, it took like, I, because I was, I didn't, I didn't know how, and I didn't, I I was still kind of, I mean, I still am figuring it out, but I was even more then. I think to answer your question, like what I try to do, and I, and I do this, you know, sometimes um, I don't do it very well, but I, I try to explain um, like why I find it compelling, why I find a particular thing. So whether I'm talking about like crystals or um, past lives, um, you know, I had this experience, um, you know, in this meditation and, and it was really cool. And, um, and I, and I don't know if it's real. I mean, we, we can't know for sure, but, but it felt real to me. And, and um, I, yeah. So I think that's, that's kind of how I go about it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, sharing our experience is really like the one of the best ways to do that because when you kind of just go to people and you're like oh you should be doing this and you should be doing that and like you should be connecting with your spirit guides or like go and do like a chakra clearing or whatever like (laughs) I think people can be a bit kind of like what who are you to kind of (laughs) just turn up out of nowhere and start telling me what I should be doing with my energy fields um but when we should when we just kind of share with people like oh this thing happened to me or I went to this I went to this healer and this happened um and you know I'm working through it I'm processing it but this is how it made me feel I think that can get people curious and people who are a little bit like spiritually curious, but not quite on the path yet. When they hear other people's stories, they can kind of be a bit like, oh, like, I wonder what that would be like. I wonder, you know, if, if I would enjoy that experience. And I think that's so much more useful than just like, you know, you should get your chakras, <laughs> you should get your chakras red. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I love, I love though- doing too, just sharing like what's happening for me. Yes, absolutely. I, even though I think there's the temptation because sometimes you're like, yes. 
<laughs> it would be a lot easier. Yep. <laughs> but um, but I also have a lot of a lot of my audience. I think uh, is um comes from that same kind of uh, religious background that mm. I came from, and so at times I feel like I'm fighting an uphill battle yeah. where um it's not it's not just that it's weird, but it might also be evil. <laughs> so I have to like. I have to explain why this hasn't brought, you know, evil into my life um, in a way that's kind of nonchalant. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's really, um, I, I really like that you've, that you've brought that up because I think that's something that a lot of us kind of, we know that that's a thing. Like we know that there's people out there who've had um, a lot of programming and a lot of stuff come in from either being in the church or just growing up in a kind of churchy community or, uh, you know, if your family is really into, into religion in some way. And it can be like, we're all struggling enough with trying to kind of get on the right path for us. But then when you have people who it's, it's one thing to have people who don't get it. And it's a totally another experience to have people who it's not that they don't get it. It's that they actually think you're going down a very bad path and that you're talking to the devil and that you're doing all of this bad stuff. And it's really hard to navigate that, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, because you have to, you have to like, you have to be, I guess, self-aware enough to, and this is what took me like a lot of years. Like you have to, you have to come to terms with it on your own like you have to um realize that or or decide for yourself that this is this is good and right for you mm -hmm. and and if that person in my life um doesn't get it or or it upsets them in some way that's about them yes <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and that's that's difficult to do like that's so easy to say but then when it's like your aunt Marlene, like it's not, it's not easy to live. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy to just say like, Oh, that's not my stuff. But when you're actually in that, it really, it feels like it's a personal attack. Like it feels like that person is personally attacking you and getting in your face and telling you that you're evil and everything you're doing is wrong. It can be very hard to kind of separate that and go, you know what? That's actually got nothing to do with me. Yeah. Well, and I, and I, I think, I think for me, I mean, I've, I've been in, uh, when I first went to therapy in my early twenties, I was, it was a Christian therapist and I was given a book and we, um, we went through and renounced everything that was quote unquote of the devil, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, including yoga and, <laughs> and, um, and, and, uh, I don't, I don't even remember yoga is always the thing that comes into my mind. Cause I'm like, really? Mm. Um, but it was like, and, and so when I, when I, you know, started to go down this path, I was like, Oh wait, like, um, you know, you can't help but think of, of those experiences. And, um, and I, and I didn't think of it as ridiculous at the time. Like I thought it was like, I mean, I didn't question it. I thought, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And so this is what I'm going to do. And my pat, my uh, personal story is kind of one of um, overcoming addictions. And so for me at that time in my life, it was, it was perfect. Um, I needed um, that religion. I needed um, to, to know God in that way, because that was, um, I don't know whether you want to say like developmentally, like that's where I was <laughs> and, and it, and it fit and it, and it fit for several years. Um, so I think that's another thing that I try to think of or, or be aware of is that um, everybody is um, on a, on a different part of the journey. And, um, and, and I think even people like, I don't think, I don't necessarily feel like, people who uh, are into the wonderful, weird, woo-woo spiritual stuff that we're into, are, like, 
like, we don't have it all, so we'll figure it out. <laughs> really? <laughs> And, and, and I think, and, and so, and it looks different kind of depending on where you're at. So for some people, this stuff might've resonated with them when they were kind of more at the beginning stages of their spiritual journey. When I was, you know, when I was, um, back in my early twenties, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes so much sense. I uh, went, because my story, it's kind of similar, but totally different as well which I think is I think it's kind of true for for all of us like there's you know you always meet people and you're like oh yeah like you know I have there's some some parallels there even though we've done totally different things as well Mm -hmm. um but I I joined the church when I was about 17 18 so I didn't grow I didn't grow up in a Christian home I went to a Catholic high school but it was like I didn't really feel like I was, I was Catholic or I was getting programmed in any way. It was just like, well, I had to go to religious education class, like a couple of times a week, whatever, sat up the back and ignored it most of the time. Um, but then it was only kind of later when I was a teenager, kind of like my last year of school that I, I joined the church. And at the time, like it was exactly what I needed. I needed that structure and I needed that safe place and I needed to, you know, I, I now kind of feel like I was very guided to go in that direction because if I hadn't have gone into that direction, I feel like I would have gone somewhere else that was, um, really not very good for me at that time. You know, Mm -hmm. like the other way that people tend to go, it's like, yeah, when I was a teenager, I joined the church and other people are (laughs) like out, you know, doing all this other stuff. Um, and so for me, it was kind of like, let's put her in a safe box for a couple of years and just kind of like, it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect situation. It's not a perfect solution, but I felt very safe and I felt like um, it was just a safe place for me to be at that time. It's no longer the place that resonates for me. Like, I don't feel like that's where I need to be now. I don't feel like, um, although there are aspects of church that I miss, I miss the community. I miss having like, you know, people who knew me really well, who I'd see every week, kind of like school. Mm-hmm. So I miss all of those things, but I also know that that's not where I'm supposed to be right now. Like I'm too interested in all these other weird woo-woo things <laughs> that don't fit into that box anymore. And, you know, I started to kind of expand and expand and expand until it was like, okay, you can't be in that box now because now it's getting really uncomfortable. But I don't look back on that time and think that was wrong. Like that was, I was so on the wrong path back then. Like anybody who goes to church is wrong because I know that there are people that do need that. And it really breaks my heart when I see people in the spiritual community who start to get really like you know this way is the right way and this spiritual woo-woo witchy manifesty way is like this is it like this is the right way it's the right way for you in this moment today but it's not right for everybody um because we're all like you said like I resonated so much with what you said that we're all on completely different paths and we're all exploring different aspects of everything and for some of us it's like the church is the best place that we can be yeah which I know I there's have, going to be people out there that are going to be like, Vix, what? <laughs> That's okay too. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm very lucky. I, I actually still go to a church now that's quite progressive. Um, mm. and, and there are uh, people there who are like, um, everybody's on a different path and, and the, um, the being on of a different path, a different paths is welcomed and honored. And I'm, I would say probably one of the people and I, and I didn't start out this way. I started out kind of closer to more traditional Christianity when we first started going, but as I've evolved, I'm one of the more out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and some people know, and some people don't. And, and I, I, I struggled a lot with like, do I, belong here and is this um is this is this good and at the end of the day like it is and I and I I'm lucky that I have there are people um in that community that are very wise and um I, I believe that 
like our spirit guides or our angels can speak to us and whether we are aware of them or not and we can listen and hear that and and kind of take actions like even if we're not like actively tuning into them or you could say like learning from our past lives like i believe that like you can live your life in such a way that even if you don't buy into all of this stuff you can still benefit from it mm. yeah i resonate with that so much because i like i always say to people when i'm doing past life work with them i'm like you can take this as literal if it feels literal and real to you like you were actually really there and this really happened then take it in that way if you're not sure <laughs> and you just want to use this as like a form of therapy and a story that can help you to understand why things are happening for you now like as kind of a metaphor for what's going on for you now like if that works for you then take it as that mm, yeah and most people that I work with are like, no, that definitely happened. <laughs> that definitely <laughs> happened. But for the times when, um, cause that, and I'd actually love to talk more about past lives with you. Cause I know that's something that you're really into. Um, for me, I have, I have like a couple of past life, uh, past lives that come up all the time and they feel very real and they feel like, yep, I was definitely there. That's definitely mine. That's definitely my story. Mm -hmm. And then I have these other past lives that I feel kind of less connected to and I I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're actually my story or if they are um something else that I'm picking up to kind of help me through whatever's going on for me if that makes sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah so I'd love to know a bit more about like your work with past lives and your experience with all of that kind of stuff because um I know you're pretty into it yeah. <laughs> um, and I, it's, you know, I think it's been a slow evolution. Just in the past year, I've really gotten into it. When I was uh, 18 or 19, I was convinced that, and I didn't know anything about past lives or any of this stuff, but I was convinced that I was a Spartan warrior in a past life and that my name uh, was this particular name that I, I had come across in my, I think in, you know, my college. Um, and it was a, and it was an unusual name. Um, and I'm not going to say the name because what happened is I met <clears throat> um, a, a man who ended up um, uh, becoming, we, we got into a relationship that ended up being very unhealthy for both of us. Um, but he, it, it was his, that was his name. Like that was, he didn't go by that name, but that was his, um, that was his name. And it was, it was, it was weird to me at, at 19. I was like, that's strange. Um, <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> but it sort of planted a seed, um, that I, that I've never, you know, um, forgotten. And, um, when I was, even younger, actually, I had this sense even before any of this that 19 was the, the moment when I would become an adult. And I, I knew I was going to have um, a daughter and I was going to um, be a single parent. And, and, I, and I knew this at like 12 or 13, which is mm. not a good thing to know. Um, <laughs> but, um, and, uh, but I didn't, and the 19 was not necessarily like, tied to um, when I would have my daughter, but it was, it was just, it was just a sense of like 19 is the point where you grow up. And also I know I'm destined to have a daughter and I, and I don't think I'm going to have a lot of assistance raising her. And so when I was 19, I got pregnant and um, uh, wasn't a single mom for for the first, the first three years of her life, but then became a single mom for four years after that. And um, my daughter, because we were, I was so young, um, I, I, we've, we've grown up together in a lot of ways. Um, and people are constantly telling me like how cool it is that we have, we have, we're very close, which is, is such a great honor. But I just did um, a past life, regression um a couple of weeks ago um and 
and it came up that we were sisters in a path life. Wow. And, um, and that she, and so in the, you know, and, and she like essentially like I, I, and I, and I, it was a fuzzy past life and it was actually one of those that, um, that I didn't a hundred percent, I wasn't a hundred percent sure if it was like real, real, but I also think that we do have, like, it just makes sense to me that, uh, especially her, but there are a couple of other people in my life, like, I knew them before this incarnation. And I think that um, we have, you know, have made commitments prior to coming here um, to protect um, and take care of each other. And, um, and it, like, it makes me, it gives me like the feels like saying that. <laughs> um, and she doesn't believe in any of this stuff. She, um, she is a, is a passionate atheist. Um, but she kind of loves that I do. And, um, mm. and so we, we talk about it and we talk about our different, you know, different beliefs, but, um, yeah. So I, I think, I, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I love that story so much. Like it's such a, it's such a perfect example of like how powerful like past life work can be. Like when you find out, you know, when you see something in a, in a past life regression or meditation or however it comes through for you, because I think it can come through in so many ways and you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. That's why I can't stand that person or that's why I love that person so much. <laughs> Like, that's why I have these issues. <laughs> For me, it's just really exciting because it's like, oh, okay, now I can start to work through that because now I, now I know that it's, um, it's something that I can work through. Like, now I understand it at a kind of deeper level than just like, you know, why am I so weird about this thing? Like, why does this thing always upset me? And then you see something and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I had like a, um, I had a run in with somebody online, which is very, very rare for me. Like it's very rare that I, I make enemies. Like I'm usually the person who I'll just apologize. Like, even if it's not my fault, just like, you know, just cause I'm like, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm sorry about that. Let's just be, let's just be friends. It's all good. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was this one person and it's funny because if I say who it is, everyone will know. But <laughs> there's this one person that I had this um, this weird, really weird, it was a really weird thing that just happened. And it was like in that moment, like um, everything kind of blew up. And then this person unfriended me and didn't, never spoke to me again. And there was like this moment, just this really silent moment where just this massive download just came in and was like, this person was your sibling in a past life. <laughs> you have a lot of other stuff going on. It's not that this person just freaked out about this one thing and then unfriended you and now doesn't want to have anything to do with you. It's like, there's so much else at play here. So stop freaking yourself out that, like, <laughs> that you did something wrong. It's like, there's a lot going on. Um, and I feel like that's something that I can have a look at later at some point, but it's really, it just felt like it's really powerful because it's like, we can like tie ourselves up in knots, you know, what did I do wrong in this situation? How can I fix this thing? Like, why doesn't this relationship work no matter how much energy and time and effort I put into it? And then we find out that like, oh, well, you know, in a past life this happened and then you also had this past life together and now you've got contracts to work through all of this stuff in this life. And it's like, ah, oh, I don't know why I did that, but okay, at least, <laughs> at least it, make, it makes things feel a little bit more like, I don't know, almost manageable in a way. Like it's like, oh, okay. Like it's not just this that we're dealing with. It's like, there is a lot of other stuff going on too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that we naturally, I think for me, past lives resonate because we naturally search for meaning and there are things like, you know, as a, so I'm studying um, social work and, and, and hope to have a private practice um, as a therapist one day. Um, <clears throat> but I think what is interesting, I definitely want to incorporate past life regressions in my work. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's, 
part of the reason why I've been doing so many of my own and, and just kind of learning about it is um, because I think it's a, it's a tool for healing that is incredible because when you have like it, it, it gets a, it's um, like sticks in your throat when you have something that just is whether it's a person or um, an illness or you know whatever it is that you can't explain and you can't figure out like um, and, and I mean I guess that's coming from the paradigm that we can heal um, our illnesses and that um, they might have deeper meaning than just than just being ill um, and whether that's mental or physical or, or whatever that gets into like a whole different <laughs> side of things but I think that one of the reasons I felt like past lives are so powerful is like oh there actually might be a deeper meaning and 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 we might we might be able to like learn it <laughs> and and in learning it we might be able to heal it and um, and that's just really compelling to me. Yeah, there's, I, I feel like it's such a, not that it's unused because I feel like everyone, you know, everyone who's a little bit woo woo is like, yeah, I want to do a past life regression. I want to see who I was in a past life. But in terms of like the rest of our, rest of our culture, like it just feels like people are so kind of unwilling to even consider <laughs> consider the possibility um but I feel like that is changing like I feel like more and more people are like oh yeah I'll go to a regression I'm not necessarily going to believe that it's real um but I think people are more likely to kind of explore these different different healing modalities and different healing tools because people really want to get healed right now I think mm, yeah. which is really exciting people are like you know what I just want to sort my shiz out <laughs> <laughs> that means going to a past life regressionist. <laughs> I'll give it a go. <laughs> I'll see what happens. But you hear so many amazing stories about like how healing it, it is for people. And I, I really love working with people um, doing, doing readings and tuning in for people on, on their behalf. I love when something really weird comes through that like I've never really seen before or like some like story I kind of when I'm tuning in for other people I kind of see it like a, a movie kind of playing out in my mind and I kind of describe it describe it to them and oftentimes like I'll be describing this and I'll just be thinking in the back of my mind what am I saying <laughs> like, this is crazy this is so weird there is like why why do I even think that this is a thing that I can do um and kind of like questioning everything and then after I you know send off the send off the reading the amount of people that come back and they're like it's so weird that you talked about Tokyo because for some reason I've always had an obsession with that place and I didn't know why I just thought it was really into like Japanese culture or something and there's like always these little weird things it's like okay like a little confirmation that you know what maybe you're not making that maybe there's actually more in this than um you know just kind of storytelling for people yeah and i and i think i i think that's why i love this work in general because i think it keeps us humble yeah doesn't it blow you away sometimes you're just like what <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like um Today is, as we're recording this, this is 8th of the 8th, so it's the Lions, the Lions Gate. And this morning I pulled Passion of the Lion Heart from my Crystal Mandela oracle. And it's like, what are the chances? <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. What are the chances of that happening? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's yeah. no way that's a coincidence. No way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're, um, you're uh, podcasting with the Leo. Um, Oh, yes, because it's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> like, how amazing is that? Like, what a yeah. weird, what a weird <laughs> coincidence, right? Coincidence. <laughs> um, so there's one other thing that I really want to talk about with you before we, before we finish, because I know one of the other things that you're really uh, passionate about is manifesting. And I feel like no matter how many times we talk about manifesting, people still have questions and people still are like trying to find their way with it all. So I'd love to know a bit more about your story of like how you kind of got into manifesting and how you realized that you could do it. And maybe even if you want to share with us a few of your little tips and 
and a few of your manifesting secrets. Maybe. <laughs> sure. Um, so I, how did I get into it? I think um, <clears throat> years ago, I think, you know, just uh, watching different people online and like the term kept coming up and I was like, Oh, like that's a thing. I, <clears throat> I think I need to explore that if we can like, make stuff happen <laughs> that would be cool mm -hmm. um and um and then uh so I, um my I, I i sort of one of my first experiences with it was was it in the reverse um my husband just got out of the army and um when he was first going in this was in 2011 um he was an enlisted soldier and we, we knew we were going to be stationed somewhere. And, um, we basically just wanted to go anywhere, but Fort Bragg, Fort Bragg is in North Carolina and it's just kind of known for being like, not a very, you know, uh, it's very military <laughs> and, and we're not very military. So we didn't want, we didn't want to go to Fort Bragg. And so, so I kept saying like anywhere, but Fort Bragg, like, please send us anywhere but Fort Bragg. And where did as you end up? <laughs> as, you, as you can imagine, we, we were stationed at Fort Bragg. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was like, that's interesting. And um, so I, so I'm really, I really became passionate about, you know, the, the positive, like saying it, flipping it and, and okay, what, what is it I want? <laughs> and, um, and how do I focus on that? Um, and, and then like, as, so I am a, I'm a, I'm a Leo. Um, and I, and in that, so I'm a, I'm a Leo sun sign and a, and a Libra, um, <clears throat> rising sign. And so m what I feel like as I gain self-awareness, my natural, like my shadow side is want all the attention all the time <laughs> um and uh and and in and seeks it out as especially as when i was younger seeks it out in very negative ways um what i've learned about myself is that i can take that attention seeking and and transform it and use it for a, other people's benefit so i can champion others um and and advocate for others and and rally around ideas and causes that i'm passionate about and <clears throat> so what i've so i say all that because i have sort of become um interested in like i my my household so we live with um i have two kids and then we have two housemates and um they joke that like I like I manifest better for them <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, um, so they'll say like can you can you just like manifest that this this thing into existence and um and I and I think I don't know uh whether it's me or whether it's like them um believing it because they believe in me or you know how you want to get into it but I think that we can we can use our powers for good <laughs> like, um, and and that's really compelling and um, so I, I just I've been one of my top manifesting one of the top things that I've been working to manifest is um, uh, a job for one of my uh, closest friends and she got it <laughs> um, and and I and I'm sure that it was her like she's you know incredible um, but it also feels good, you know, that just to like put that into the universe and to be energetically working toward that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I relate to that so much because I find it easier to manifest for someone else as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's like, you don't have that attachment. Like you don't have the, um, there's not as much like fear of it not working out or, you know, what if it doesn't happen or what if I'm not good enough or whatever. It's like, you look at somebody else and you think, of course they deserve it. Of course mm -hmm. they're good enough. That person's amazing. Of course they're going to get that job. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we're doing it for ourselves, there's a lot of other stuff going mm -hmm. on that we have to kind of wade through. Yeah. 
So what do you, what do you, when you manifest, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, what's your personal manifesting process? I, I visualize it. I, um, I, I kind of, um, there's this book that I've been reading called Supernatural by um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible. Like I super highly recommend it for anybody who's into like taking the woo woo spiritual stuff and like exploring the almost science of it. Um, I, I, I think that, um, I think that it's incredible. I think he's a little arrogant, but I think that (laughs) the uh, ideas in the book (laughs) are, are like spot on. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I've sort of adopted that process of, um, well, he, he actually has like a, a, there's a lot to his meditations and I guess mine are a little more simple, but, um, you know, I try to get into a meditative space and then see it and feel it. I think the, the, the two things that he talks about being the most important are, um, are the, the, this the the feelings and the and the seeing and um and you have to kind of have both like you have to experience the emotions as if you were as if the thing had already happened um and um and doing that you it like because it's like it, it it tricks your brain essentially so your brain doesn't know whether the thing is past present or future like it just knows oh well she feels really great. She's ran a marathon. So clearly she just like, (laughs) she can run a marathon. Um, And uh, you know, I think that um, I, yeah, I think that that's, that's my process. And then this is what I find harder, but, but believing it, like existing in the world as if it has already happened Mm. Um, and, and trusting that it has and on some like you know future reality um and i think that takes a lot of confidence and inner work and um letting go um letting go of like one of my biggest things is what i've realized is the fear of success like yeah it's actually easier to stay in this small place mm-hmm. <laughs> where i don't have what i want because I don't have to show up um, in such like a brilliant way, not brilliant, like mine, but like, like shining way that I, that I actually want to show up in the world. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It makes total sense. I like, I've done that myself so many times, but I also, I work with so many people who, especially when I'm doing like business, um, business sessions with people, like that is a huge thing. Like a lot of people, get to the point where they're about to kind of start their business or they're about to go to the next level. And they're just like completely self-sabotage themselves at that point. And it's like, Oh, I can't, I can't do it. It's not going to happen for me. It's like, what, what? Okay. <laughs> let's have, let's have a look at that. Maybe that's why <laughs> maybe you saying that is why it's not happening. Um, but you know, yeah, people who are like incredible at what they do and there's like, there's no other reason that they can't, step into the next the next level except for that fear of like well what's that going to be like what's it going to be like when I'm more successful what's it going to be like when there's a bit more money in the bank account mm-hmm. um and yeah I think people are um we don't I just don't feel like we talk about that enough either like we're very quick to talk about fear of failure mm-hmm. <laughs> and like oh I'm worried that it won't turn out <laughs> Um, but if it doesn't work out, I know I'll be okay. But nobody, yeah, nobody talks about like, what if it does turn out? (laughs) Yeah. Because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. So it's easier. Yeah. I mean, I think that gets into the whole like uncertainty and unknown and, Mm. um, it's easier to exist in what we already know, even if we don't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that so much, especially when I see, people who are staying and I've done this too in jobs that are like, so not for you anymore. And people are like burnt out, they're exhausted. They don't want to be going to this job, but they can't leave it. 
because <laughs> it's like, but they know everyone and they know that they're going to get a paycheck and they know the work and they know the best like sandwich place nearby. <laughs> and the idea of like having to walk out of that door and go to this place where you have no idea where to buy your sandwich, like mm. that is, that's a scary thing. Um, and so many of us want that, but you do get comfortable. Like even in these places where it's, like you don't want to be there you can there's still like that element of oh but it's kind of comfortable here I know where I am and I know I know the deal here mm -hmm. and 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 if you go to a new place then you don't have that clout so you have to you have to there's a humility yeah. that goes with that of like having to be the new person whether that's you know whether you're creating your something on your own or going to a different job um because it's much easier to be the person who knows what she's talking about mm -hmm. <laughs> the one who's asking all the questions yeah 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 I I remember when I was teaching like when I've been at a job for a while um and somebody would walk in the classroom who I didn't know I'd be like okay what are you doing here like this is my classroom like this is how it works but then when I was the person going into um into a new classroom and I didn't know anyone it's like oh God, like this is a completely different, <laughs> really different experience having to be the person that you don't know the kids you don't know the other staff members you have no idea what you're supposed to be teaching is very different than when you have been doing it for years and you can just like you know just walk zombie through the whole process <laughs> yeah well brandy this has been like such a good chat i feel like we we touched on so many different things and i feel like there's like so so much other stuff that we can talk about um i'm really excited uh really looking forward to your your next season of your podcast when you're mm. going to start to get a little bit more way i'm really excited about that um, do you want to just let everybody know before we finish like where can they find your podcast like what else do you do how can people find you and all of that good stuff absolutely um so you can find my <clears throat> excuse me my podcast on iTunes is called Throwing Light, uh, or I think Throwing Light Podcast is like the official title on iTunes. Um, it's also on SoundCloud and like most other of the, those kinds of platforms. Um, and then the show notes are housed on my, my website, brandyglows.com. Um, and I, um, I offer coaching as well. Um, you can rent my intuition, <laughs> and that's on my. Um, Right. And, um, and then, uh, I guess the place that I hang out the most right now is Instagram. And that's just Brandy glows is my, is my user handle. Awesome. And I will put all of those links in the, in the show notes for this episode as well. So everyone can just head there and click and find all of your magic. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being here today, Brandy. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, thank you everyone for listening and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye. You've been listening to New Age Hipster Radio. For more good vibes and spiritual goodness, head to newagehipster.co. Thanks for listening and peace out.